So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything A. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. And brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. Today, SaskTel expands 5G service and Regina-based brand industries expands in New Zealand. We talk with the president of the Saskatchewan Stock Growers over new conflicting transport rules for livestock, that's federal rules, and last week's semi-annual meeting in Saskatoon of the Stock Growers. Sask Pork has a new ambassador. Real Agriculture talks about fungicide timing. We highlight the flax market and an update on the Moose Jaw hog plant expansion. The farm weather's in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. SaskTel has expanded its 5G reach in rural Saskatchewan. SaskTel says 5G offers hyper-fast data speed, bringing a new level of wireless connectivity to residents and businesses across the province. Powered by Samsung, SaskTel says 5G offers data-driven smart solutions for agriculture and other industries to expand economic development. The communities include Bethune, Hodgeville, Leader, Lumsden, Momart, Glasslin, and north and east of Esterhazy. SaskTel has committed to invest more than $1.5 billion in capital across the province over the next five years. Regina-based Brandt Group of Companies is expanding on the world stage. Brandt has acquired Agroquip NZNZ Limited, delivering products and service to the North Island in New Zealand. CEO Sean Semple says Brandt will build a comprehensive dealer infrastructure to support agriculture, construction and forestry. With the acquisition, Brandt owns and operates 138 dealerships across New Zealand, Australia and Canada. The company also serves rail, mining, steel, transportation and energy industries. Brandt has 6,000 employees at more than 180 locations in Canada, New Zealand, Australia and the U.S. Saskatchewan stock growers are hoping Ottawa will make exemptions on new trucking transportation rules for livestock. Stock Growers President Garner Diebald says there's a conflict between livestock health rules and trucker hours of service. He says the U.S. exempts the rules if a trucker is within 150 miles of the destination, and he wants Canada to do the same. It amounts to uh, uh, regulating uh, truckers' hours, I guess, in transport and and the time that they have to uh, log on the road here. And, and again, 
it's something that is a hard and fast rule right now and, and definitely will have a, an impact on livestock transportation. And so it, it's something that we definitely would be in favor of following the, the U.S. lead and, and harmonizing with them what, uh, what their standards are and just provide an exemption here for livestock drivers that are driving and, and if they are within a 150-mile radius of uh, either the origin or the destination of the trip, that they would be exempt from that. And, and so if there isn't some changes, I guess, here, there definitely will be a cost to the industry. And, and so we would support having an exemption there and, and having common sense prevail. So you see livestock health and hours of service for truckers conflicting. This is because of a new electronic logging device set up January 1st? Right. I mean, there are regulations that were brought in where they have to use electronic logging devices. And so when they chime out, you know, where, whether they're in a, a long lineup, the, the meter is running. And, and so it definitely will encumber, I guess, the transportation of the livestock. And ultimately, you know, you'll either have to have other, other drivers on hand and, and there will be added costs to it as well. Yeah, those conflicts kind of, a driver can operate 16 hours, then he has to be off for eight hours, and live cattle can be traveled or transported up to 36 hours on a transport. So uh, I, I see that as, as a conflict. And you'd like to see that resolved, just like the U.S. has allowed an exemption if they're within a 150-mile radius of their destination. Correct, yes. We, we would see that the U.S. regulation and the exemption that they are allowing, that is something that needs to happen here and we definitely will be lobbying for uh, for that to happen with the federal government. Because I could see you might have some possible problems with dead livestock at a destination if you don't do some exemptions. Well, the, the, you know, you have to calculate in. You'd, you'd never want that to happen. And, and you know, whether you, you can't load because of timing or you have to offload the livestock. And so if you're going that way, then, you know, there's added cost and time as well and an extra stress for the cattle as well. You know, whenever you're loading and unloading, it can add stress as well. Now, I understand the livestock had their semi-annual meeting at the uh, livestock convention last week in Saskatoon. What were some of the key resolutions that came out of it? Yeah, so there there were uh, two main resolutions, I guess, uh, two or three here. One of them was dealing with foot and mouth disease, and this is more just preparedness in case something were to happen, and just to lobby the government of Canada and Saskatchewan to fully fund the foot and mouth disease vaccine bank. And again, that is just to, to ensure that we are prepared in case there ever is a problem. The second one has to do with also with the movement of livestock again and and also uh, you know rather than having a paper trail or recording by paper that we use some newer technologies and use an electronic version rather than having a, a manifest that needs to be printed out and and you know there's good electronic apps now that you can use and and would would be well suited i guess for tracking livestock and so that is something that you know we definitely would be in favor of I think we had a good semi-annual meeting, and again, it, it's good to work on some of these issues that are affecting our industry, and, and we'll keep advocating uh, for the uh, livestock producers here in Saskatchewan. Garnered Debald of Hodgeville is the president of the Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association. Stock growers held their semi-annual meeting last week in Saskatoon. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Spalding on 620 CKRM. Sask Pork 
has announced its first youth ambassador to promote a new program called the Whole Hog. Sask Pork Marketing Manager Lynn Reddle Huntington says a 10-year-old boy, Reese Potter Desky of Marcelin, will be releasing videos and attending various events on behalf of Sask Pork this year. We have really excited about this this initiative. Our ambassador for this inaugural year is a 10-year-old named Reese from Marsland, Saskatchewan. He lives out on his family's commercial hay farm. And the idea is to create a series of videos uh, and have our ambassador attend events across the province on behalf of South Pork. And the videos will be released on the South Pork website or social media channels. And they'll focus on some of the more basic consumer questions that people have, like why do pigs usually live in barns? and what do pigs do for fun and why is the hog industry in Saskatchewan such a big deal and what's his background for the hog industry well, you know what? Reese's family actually had a genetic female nucleus, and uh, he's a horse lover. He's been involved in 4-H, and he just brings with him such a an amazing charm and natural curiosity that he seemed like a really perfect fit. And this is a 10-year-old that you've got? It is. It is. So, you know, we're really hoping to engage kids across the province. We know that with biosecurity measures being so important in the hog industry, that seeing the inside of barns is something that not a lot of kids have the opportunity to do. You know, while we're keeping our pigs safe and our food supply safe, this is an opportunity to give kids and the wider wider public a bit of an opportunity to see, see what it's really like inside a barn. So you've got Reese Potereski, a grade 5 student from Marsland. In addition to making videos, he'll be at public events too? He absolutely will. We'll see him at Agribition. We'll see him at some of the community education events. I believe he's going to be reading at Canadian Ag Literacy Month to some, at some school students. So he is going to be out and about and sharing some of the things that he's learned already in some of the videos that we've put together and we'll be releasing here as we go throughout the year. Where did you come up with the Whole Hog Program? You know what? It was just a real opportunity for us to to generate enthusiasm from a younger crowd. Uh, and it really just seems like such a really nice way to put a really youthful, fun face on the industry. How big is the Saskatchewan pork industry? The hog industry is actually a lot bigger than I think a lot of people expect. We've raised over 2 million hogs a year and third largest agricultural industry in the province. Lynn Reddle Huntington is the marketing manager for Sask Pork. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney on 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. Hi, I'm Bernard Tobin. Catching up now with Alyssa Collins. She is a plant pathologist from Penn State University. Alyssa, thanks for stopping by. Yeah, thank you for having me. Now, today, um, you're talking about scouting. And, uh, you know, from a perspective of, you know, of fungicides and disease and trying to make scouting an effective part of making your fungicide decisions. And, you know, you started this conversation today about, you know, saying now this time winter January is a, is a new is a good time to recalibrate your scouting perspectives and your scouting. What do you mean by that? 
Yeah, so right now is great because we're in this dormancy period for humans and also for fungi and for our plants. So we get to start from zero and kind of look ahead to what our year is going to be and remind ourselves, well, what are my major issues in any given crop that I deal with? Um, and when are my periods that I really have to be active about scouting so that I can give myself the feedback I need to make good fungicide decisions down the road. Yeah. One of the, the conversations you had and the, the questions you should be asking yourself is, hey, when do I not need a fungicide, correct? Right. So there are lots of situations where fungicide is not helpful. You know, it, for instance, if you don't have a fungal disease, you're not going to get any benefit from a fungicide. If you are dealing with a disease that might be fungal, but might not be affected by a fungicide. So a root rot, something like that, we can't get the fungicide down to the area where it would need to be effective. So certain situations, you just know off the bat, yeah, I should still scout for them, so I know how my season's shaping up, but this is not something I'm going to be monitoring so I can make that fungicide decision later. Yeah, and you know, obviously the conversation we had today was about winter wheat, and you really want to know when a fungicide can actually help as well. Yeah, so situations where you know there are effective fungicides on that disease issue, um, and that information is readily available and is updated every year. Um, there are situations where we know that the fungal disease causes us enough yield or quality loss that we really do get an economic benefit from a fungicide. And uh, a funny part of this conversation today was about the disease triangle. Um, you think every uh, farmer and every agronomist probably should have a tattoo. Uh, that's right. This is a really important tool. It basically summarizes everything we know about disease management uh, for plants. So we know that the amount of disease you get is directly related to how susceptible your crop is, how much pathogen you have. And then the really important part that is often overlooked is how conducive is the environment to that disease forming. And you had a lot of great tips throughout the day here. Um, uh, starting with, you know, just knowing your crop's life, knowing, you know, the stages, the life of winter wheat. Yeah, so knowing when that crop is vulnerable to any given disease, and it's different for different diseases. So, for instance, winter wheat makes a lot of its yield in its upper leaves and the head. And so anything that attacks that is going to have the potential to drive your yield down. Um, also, there are certain diseases where the pathogen can't really get into the plant except at certain times of year. Fusarium head blight is an example of something that can only get into the plant through the flowers and so we know that protecting the plant outside of this time doesn't really help us. Also important to, to know your fungus and know your weather. That's right. So similarly uh, when we know that fusarium head blight that fungus can only get in through the flowers knowing the weather at the time that that plant is flowering is critical because if the weather is good for the fungus at that flowering time you get more infection. You know I think we're all doing the best we can but the challenge and and I'm in charge of making cropping decisions too is that so many issues stack up at once 
you have to prioritize, right? And when the weather is good for fungus, it's usually bad for being able to get across that field with a fungicide. And so that's the real challenge. Um, great insights, Alyssa. Thank you for joining me on Real Agriculture. Thanks for having me. This has been your Real Agriculture update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on the voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The Real Agriculture Report has been brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Partly cloudy today, wind northwest 20 kilometers per hour. The high today, minus 21, the low, minus 27. Tuesday, cloudy, 60% chance of light snow in the morning. Clearing in the afternoon, winds up to 15 kilometers per hour. The high minus 20 Tuesday, wind chill minus 33 tomorrow morning and minus 27 in the afternoon, the low minus 24. Wednesday cloudy, the high minus 14, 60% chance of evening flurries, the low minus 29. Thursday partly cloudy, the high and low minus 24 degrees. Friday partly cloudy, the high minus 9, 30% chance of evening flurries, the low minus 14. Saturday partly cloudy, the high minus 7, the low minus 14. Sunday partly cloudy, the high minus 7. Normal high is minus 9, the normal low minus 21. The sun rose at 8.37 this morning, it sets at 5.47 tonight. And currently around the province, the hot spot is Maple Creek at minus 14, the cold spot up north, Uranium City at minus 31. Estevan is minus 21, Saskatoon minus 25, Swift Current and Weyburn both minus 19, Yorkton is minus 24, Sunny and Regina minus 22, that's 8 below Fahrenheit, Windsor from the west-northwest at 24, humidity is 66%, the barometric pressure is rising 102.5, blowing snow and moose jaw minus 20, Windsor from the west-northwest at 39, once again Regina, Sunny and minus 22, that's 8 below Fahrenheit. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada. Before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils, maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. Canada no longer sets the global market for flax. That distinction now goes to Kazakhstan and, to a lesser extent, Russia. Those two countries now dominate exports to the European Union and China, while Canadian flax exports are mainly to the United States. Canadian flax quality still leads the way, but Kazakhstan and Russia do better on price. It could take 13 or $14 a bushel to be a low-cost competitor for flax. Chuck Penner with Left Field Commodity Research provided the market outlook during the Sask Flax annual meeting in Saskatoon earlier this month. 
Canada is no longer the key to the global flax market. So let's adjust our expectations to what we what we think we can do. I think there's a there's still strong opportunities and it's not again not irreversible, but that ship has largely sailed. And flax farmers in Kazakhstan are now very used to growing the crop. It's not like they, you know, they just, you know, grew it one year and it, they've been doing it now over a number of years and same thing in Russia. Uh, so th- those kind of countries are going to be a strong competitor. So we need to buy back market share to some degree. It's it's a quality issue. It's a quality thing as well, too. So I think Canadian flax can command a premium, but how much of a premium is that? So we need to buy back market share if we're going to do that. The question is, will those prices be satisfactory for farmers here or, or will they just look at other options? And, and again, I'm not saying one is good or bad or, or whatever, but that's just the reality of uh, when people uh, look at uh, markets. Penner believes there will be another decline in Canadian flax this year, meaning it could fall to levels not seen since the 1950s. I think in the North American market, that will be supportive for prices, but it's not going to necessarily force Chinese buyers or European buyers to say, oh, no, we better raise our new crop bids because we're not going to be able to get Canadian flax. They've learned uh, that they can make do with, uh, with Russian or Kazakh flax. So even if we drop acres, that doesn't necessarily trigger an increase in prices. So I wish I had better news for flax. I really do. Because, again, I, I've always wanted it to work. And uh, so not writing it off, um, but it's going to be a tough slog. Uh, what I would basically uh, in technical terms, that would be the that would be a way I would see for the for the next year or so anyway. Chuck Penner is a market analyst with Left Field Commodity Research. His comments from the recent market outlook at the Sask Flax annual meeting. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. With more details on a new pork processing facility being built in Moose Jaw. With the support of the Saskatchewan government and the Saskatchewan Pork Development Board, North 49 Foods is taking steps to help the pork sector be prepared to address foreign animal disease. The government of Saskatchewan and Sasspork have allocated a total of $1 million to support the creation of a coal line at the North 49 Foods South Processing Facility being built by Donald's Fine Foods in Moose Jaw. Neil Kettleson, the industry relations manager with Donald's Fine Foods, outlines the latest developments. We've been working with the province as well as the uh, Sasspork, the producers of the province here and producers all over Western Canada really. On, and, and they've known that we are constructing a, a new slough processing facility in Moosha. Uh, the name of the new company is going to be North 49 Foods, and it, it will be located at the uh, where the old JBS uh, cattle processing plant was in Moosha. So there was an existing building there that was purchased. Uh, it's being retrofitted right now. Uh, it's uh, We're quite a ways into it, actually, but... Uh, We've had some supply chain issues, and, and therefore, the opening date is really not known for sure. Uh, we're hoping it's going to be sometime this spring, but uh, that's, the, you know, it's really out of our control, so we don't know an exact date. Kettleson explains the significance of the investment in the coal sow line. As everybody in the industry knows, uh, African swine fever is, it would be a devastating disease to ever get in Canada, and 
and and really what it would cause it uh, is a disruption in the uh, our ability to export any products uh, you know uh, to international customers you know and because of that and and knowing that about 70% of what we produce in Canada here is actually exported abroad uh, it would have a devastating impact on the industry almost immediately and and the coal line is really a an opportunity to prepare for such a catastrophic event and it's really an ability and a and a dedicated line if you will to be able to uh euthanize uh you know humanely uh, any any uh hogs in Saskatchewan uh or western canada if need be uh in a, the most efficient manner possible and and so it was uh became part of our drawings uh, after, you know, good discussions with the province. And, and Donald was very interested in supporting the industry here. And so, uh, you know, the uh, the new call line was, was put in as an after effect. Uh, really has nothing to do with the, the uh, operation of the plant. Uh, it's totally separate. And uh, so... You know, it's it's a win-win for everybody. I think it's good for the producers, it's good for the industry, it's good for the government, and 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 for the uh, North Forty Nine Foods. It's our contribution to the industry. Neil Kettleson is the industry relations manager with Donald's Fine Foods. Here's the market updates with Jim Smalley on six twenty CKRM. Market update is brought to you by Freeze Tallman Lumber. Since 1956, Freeze Tallman has been your trusted building material supplier for every type of project. Freeze Tallman in Regina and Fort Capel. And Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Grain prices were mixed in early trading. Viterra prices for Durham fell four dollars at four fifty one twenty six. Canola rose fourteen forty at eight zero eight sixty two. One red spring wheat gained four thirteen at four eighteen ten. The rest were unchanged. Feed barley three fifty six fifty seven. Chickpeas eleven sixty eight forty five. Flax six seventy two ninety eight. Lentils six ninety four forty. Oats two twenty nine thirty two. And feed wheat two eighty nine fifty six. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for March went down a half cent at nine twenty one a bushel. This is the livestock reports on the Voice of Saskatchewan six twenty CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock, 842-4574. And now, the latest Livestock Quotes. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Lee bringing the mark board direct from Heartland and Swiftcart. We had 550 head on offer last week with cows on offer. Here are the quotations. D1 and 2 cows for $95.10. Odd cows $1.13. D3 cows at $75 to 87 Good bulls, a dollar ten to dollar twenty-five. One high-yielding bull, one forty-three. Medium bulls, ninety-two a dollar. This week, Thursday, February the second, where we have a sorted sale with fifteen hundred top yearlings on offer with lots of replacement efforts. Good day and good marketing. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. And so forty-seven hundred hogs Friday, selling a range of one eighty-three to one ninety-five per ckg. Today's sales are expected to be around 7,800 head, selling a range of 179 to 191 per CKG. 100 index hog prices for the week ending Saturday, January 29th are Oli West 2020, 175.10, Oli West 2021, 188.70, Maple Leaf Sig 4, 
181.87, Hams Cash 179.87, Thunder Creek Brickco 185.45, High Life Cash and Contract 193.26 dollars per CKG. Hams Cash held price today is mixed and four contract prices open mixed this morning. On Friday, the Canadian dollar is up 20 basis points with the daily exchange rate at 1.3314. Canadian dollars currently trading at 74.91 cents US. Today, the U.S. cash prices are mixed to start the week, with the negotiated Western Carmel gaining 19 cents U.S. 100 weight, while the national formulas were $1.20 lower relative to the previous day. The weekly trends are likewise mixed with the Western Carmel firming, while the formulas are trending lower. On Friday, the CFTC released the Commitments of Traders report, which showed managed money were net sellers of lean hog futures for the fourth consecutive week. These traders have been aggressively selling since the beginning of the year, and Friday's report showed that managed money took the second largest one-week sell site on record, which resulted in more short positions on the books than long positions since December of 2019. Managed money, however, typically doesn't hold record positions either long or short for a very long time, and when they decide to make a move, they do it relatively quickly. If managed money starts short covering around the same time that demand metrics and the port complex improve, future support will be notable. Coming up, the resource report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. A family-owned Saskatchewan micro-distillery has won a special award and multiple medals at the Canadian Whiskey Awards. Last Mountain Distillery in Lumsden won the Canadian Wheat Whiskey of the Year Award and two gold medals for its single cask, 100% wheat whiskey and its three-wood rye whiskey. It also won a silver medal for its smoky single malt whiskey as well as two bronze medals for its red wine barrel whiskey and its four-grain whiskey. The awards took place January 19th in Victoria, B.C. Europe is cutting more energy ties with Russia. A ban on imports of diesel fuel and other products made from crude oil in Russian refineries takes effect February 5th. The goal is to stop feeding Russia's war chest with energy payments. But it's not so simple. Diesel prices have already jumped since the war started on February 24th, and they could rise again. The ban is likely to be accompanied by a price cap, and the uncertainty of how that will work has markets on edge. Depending on how the cap is applied, flows of diesel could reshuffle after temporarily higher prices, with Europe finding new suppliers in the U.S., Middle East, and Asia. On the markets, the TSX is down 76 points at 20,638. The Dow has also fallen 76 points to 33,901. Oil has gone down 83 cents at 78.85 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is at 74.90 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of the broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news, on your voice for everything ag, 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.